a friend of mine, he went out and bought his own car, and uh, and uh, it was a, oh, what year would it have been? It was an early 80s Turismo, Dodge Turismo, one of those little manual. I said, have you ever driven a manual? Nope. <laughs> went and picked it up and uh, drove the thing home, and his father had a, a very... Uh, um, a name for him that he used often, and uh, he was trying to get into the driveway. He's out in the road in front of the house, and man thinks, wound up, and he can't get in the driveway, and his dad had this voice, and he said, you've got it in third, doofus! <laughs> he was, you can't really get moving in third when you're starting off in third, can you? And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, a very endearing name, it really was, Doofus was, and uh, probably one of the nicer things he could have called him, so anyway, and he's one of the reasons I'm shocked I'm alive today, so anyway, most guys grow up that way, don't they? They're shocked they're, they're living by the time they get to an adult age, because all the things their mother never knew they did, so, and uh, Miss Mary is walking a little uh, happier today. We didn't have handshaking. That was an accident, and you're welcome. And <laughs> I just, I like to give her a hard time. So, and uh, we forgot to do a hand. I messed it all up. I messed it all up. But that was of the Lord. And uh, so, we are in Luke chapter two. We're looking forward to Christmas. Amen. And looking forward to next week. I can't believe I just thought. You know what? I guess I better go shop and find a couple things, huh? And uh, that's a. Uh, just, I don't know, 60-some percent, I just read a statistic, 60-some percent of people do Christmas shopping like the last week. And so most of the Christmas shopping I do, um, I found out I do it on Christmas Day. And I was like, oh, I got that. Nice. And I uh, hope you enjoy that. So I didn't know I did that. But, uh, you know, there were th- there are things about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and the celebration of Christmas uh, that I don't care for, believe it or not, and uh, I have, uh, I, 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 I've been wanting to preach this, uh, this, this uh, passage right here for some time. I actually gave a little devotional for it at a Christmas party that uh, Audra showed up at, and I thought, well, uh, you're going to get the expanded version a little bit later one of these days, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm look- I love this passage here. It's a great passage. Audra doesn't mean you can go home because there's more here, okay? I just... You got a little, a little synopsis back then, but uh, there are things about Christmas that the, I should say this: there are things about the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ that I don't care for. I don't care for the materialism. All right, it gets kind of old after a little while. And uh, you, you know, the, do you know the Christmas tree industry? The tree industry is a two billion dollar a year industry. The American, the American people spend two billion dollars a year. On Christmas trees, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting, and uh, uh, you. I mean, I, I've got other statistics down. I don't know if I should give them all to you, but uh, the average American spends nine hundred and eighty-five dollars a year on Christmas. That's per person. Nine hundred and eighty-five dollars a year. Alan's like, I don't. Well, <laughs> praise the Lord, brother. You're right with God. That's what it is. Nine hundred eighty-five dollars. That's on average. On think about this: if if the if somebody gave fifty dollars a month to missions, that's only six hundred bucks a year. The average American will spend a thousand dollars, 
celebrating and giving gifts to people they didn't even want to give gifts to in the, in the first place. <laughs> You're like, wow, what a downer you are today, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I don't like the materialism. I don't really care for a lot of the unbiblical traditions. You know, I get real weird about that and ruin Christmas for people all the time. You know, it's like, well, that wasn't right, you know. Especially Christmas songs. Some of them, some of them are just really, really off, you know. I, here's one thing I, I really don't like. And listen, I, I'm not saying that somebody has to agree with this or not. But I don't really, I, I don't really like listening to lost people sing Christmas songs. I was, there's a radio station I listened to online, and there's a certain guy on there singing. I forget what he was singing. You know, the famous one, Oh, Holy Night. Everybody loves to sing that one, right? And I was like, ah. You know, I, I, there's something about in my spirit. I don't, I don't enjoy that. There's somebody that they, they, a, 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 at this stage of some of their lives, a rejecter of Jesus Christ, a, not a lover of God, not, not, not desiring whatsoever to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, singing about him. To me, it's kind of, okay, it's, the pendulum swings a little far, but it, it's kind of like listening to, to Hitler sing Hatikva. You know, I, it's like, kind of like, I, I don't know if that really goes, right? Hatikva, that's the Jewish national anthem, okay? It just doesn't really, it doesn't really go. I could play it for you, but uh, it's just where those are some things I don't care about the celebration, not Christmas, but the celebration of Christmas. But there are some things I love about the celebration of Christmas. I love lights. I was telling Sherry last night, we, we have this tree, and I'm like, so what does a tree mean anyway? She goes, I don't know, <laughs> right? I mean, I guess we could take a, a log and carve it and put lights on it and say it's a Christmas tree, whatever, right? I, you know, who knows? And I know everybody has their own opinion on those things. Some years we put up a tree, some years we don't. I don't know. But you know what I do love about the celebration of Christmas? I love lights. I love it. Why? God said, let there be light. And there was. You know what I love about lights? Isaiah 9, speaking of the Messiah, said the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them hath the light shined. Over in 1 John 1, 5, this then is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I love the lights of Christmas time. Now, I don't like the blue ones. Those creep me out. I haven't figured it out. I may have to go to the Brother Davidson and have some therapy and ask about all this, why I don't like blue lights. They creep me out, right? And colored lights, the big ones that I remember as a kid, okay, those are okay. I just like white lights everywhere. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I like that. I like gifts. John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He gave. He gave. God is a giver. He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the what? Gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Romans 5.18 Therefore, as by, one offense, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men into condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. I like that. John 1.12 But as many as received him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that, that believe upon his name. Notice there is a gift. I like gifts. What a wonderful representation of our God who is a giver of free gifts. And notice this. If you heard this in John 1.12, we have to receive the gift. Right? We have to receive it. I don't, listen, I don't know how you receive something that's been foisted upon you by a God who has chosen you. Do I have to spell that out? 
I don't know how the I don't know how the God of Calvinism, who has chosen some to salvation and chosen some to eternal hell, how do you receive that gift? I mean, you don't receive it in their in their economy. You just have to take it. I know he makes you want to take it. I get it. Okay, but come on, you receive it. Why? It's a free gift. You can say no. Yeah. So watch this. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the gift. I love that about the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Whether somebody does it on December 25th, which, hey, it's a great open door for the world to be looking on the birth of Jesus Christ. And I've known some in the past. I know they're a little crazy and they'd celebrate it in, in September. They'd celebrate it in March, but whatever. Okay. I, I, listen, I just love the thought of the light of the world is Jesus. I like that. But there's another thing I like about Christmas, the celebration of Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. And if you notice this, I want to, my title this morning is anticipate, is called Anticipating Jesus. Anticipating Jesus. How many remember what it was like as a child to wait for Christmas Day? I'm telling you what, the count, I, I was telling at the, at the uh, Christmas party a few weeks ago, I gave a devotion. I, saw him, I remember as a kid, we had these, these uh, countdown calendars to Christmas. And it was this cardboard, and it had all the, I forget, I, I cannot see, I mean, there's writing and stuff on it. But all I remember was each day of the week, there's a little plastic that bubbled out, and you could see the chocolate in, a little piece of chocolate, and you could open the back of the cardboard up and get the chocolate out each day. And my mother would say, one per day, one per day, because I would have opened every day at once, right? And, uh, and so you, you counted down. It was a countdown to Christmas. And you would open each one and get a piece of chocolate. And I'm telling you what, I think it began December 1st. I don't remember. But I know there is, there is this anticipation for the coming of Christmas Day. I don't know when it started in your house, when the decorations came out. There's some crazies out there that start, uh, you know, November 25th. And I don't know what I think about that. And, uh, but hey, whatever. Maybe it was December 1st. Maybe it was the, like us. We found a tree yesterday because it was on sale. The Dutch part of me. 25 bucks. Yes, it was 80. And, uh, we, and it's, it's sitting there in the middle of our entryway. And uh, it looks pretty good, I guess. Doesn't have lights on it yet. But anyway. But, uh, the, no, the countdown. Do you remember the countdown? Do you remember when the decorations came out? Do you remember when the tree went up or however you did it? Do you remember when, hey, do you remember the day when all of a sudden a present, there's a present under the tree? Then maybe there's another one. You woke up one morning and there's four or five. Do you remember the anticipation building, watching those every day? Kind of like when you'd throw a piece of meat down in front of your dog and said, stay, right? And they're just like waiting to get to it. Yeah. The anticipation, it's building. Presence, presence, the excitement. How many of you remember thumbing through the, not thumbing through, putting through the gifts, trying to figure out if there's one with your name on it, right? How many remember taking that gift and rattling it, right? Trying to see, trying to figure out what it is, or squishing it, maybe it was squished, right? Maybe it was a long box and you thought, oh, that's Chatty Cathy. 
It's the doll I always wanted. Is there a Chatty Cathy doll? Wasn't there one? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't care what my sisters got. It wasn't what I wanted. I know that. But there's the long, the long boxes, and they had dolls in them. But you try to figure it out. We got a, we got a photo last night of our grandson Truett, and there he is at the tree with his pajamas on, and he's got this box, and it's long like this, and big square. And and our daughter says, "Can anybody guess what this is?" And you can see him. He's trying to figure it out. You know. Anticipation. Anticipation. Right. Looking through that pile of gifts, trying to find one with your name on Hey, aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit drew you to the gift with your name on it? Do you know, listen, God knows you. The omniscient God, He knows you. He knows you by name. He called you by name. He called you to receive the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love the illustration. I, I love the, the, the illustration of gifts and what God has given to us. Yeah, you would rattle it. Yes, you'd try to figure it out. Yes, you'd see if your a name was on it. But then I'm telling you, you got closer and closer to the day and school would let out for Christmas break. And man, the time was getting closer and the countdown began. And maybe your Christmas morning finally showed up and you're bouncing off the walls while your parents are asleep. Lazy bums, right? You're up before daylight, right? Bouncing. I don't know how many ever remember this. Before you went to bed that night, they'd say, don't you wake us up till we get up, right? And you might be roaming around the, the, the living room waiting for them to give up. They have never slept so late in their life. And I know as an adult, you do it on purpose. You just sleep in, right? You're going you're gonna to pay for this. Waking me up. Yeah. Mom and dad finally rode out, roll out of bed at 6 o'clock. Then they go get coffee. Well, Martin doesn't. Amen. Get coffee, right? Seem totally, listen, they seem totally unconcerned with the magnitude of the morning, right? It was just like, okay, we'll get there. And then finally you had to listen to Luke 2 again, right? And sit down, we're going to read, and you're just, you're, I mean, you don't hear anything. You've memorized Luke 2, so you can watch that tree, right? And I'm telling you, you're waiting for it. And then let's pray. Oh, why are we praying? Right? There's nothing to bless here. We just want the gifts, right? And then finally, finally the gifts get passed out. See, the anticipation for Christmas was excruciating. It was wonderful. For some, there's great memories. I know not everybody has the, the memories like that, but boy, for so many, there's great memories there. And that's one thing I love about the celebration of the birth of Christ is the anticipation that it builds. Did you know the world was waiting for the Messiah? Genesis 3.15 tells us the first promise of the Messiah we see here. And he said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. It was a promise to the world that yes, Adam, our, our federal head, he sinned. And sin came into the world and we all by, because of Adam are born into sin. But the promise made right in the beginning when God was dealing with Adam and Eve and the serpent, he tells the serpent, a Messiah is coming. I'm going to take care of this myself. But the world had to wait. 
Not only is the world, did, did the world wait, but Israel waited for the Messiah. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. And God promised Abraham a son. And he promised Abraham a land. And he promised Abraham a lineage. And Abraham knew that out of the lineage of, his, uh, of Isaac, a Messiah was going to come one day. Job, one of the oldest books in the, in the Bible, he said, I know, I know, I know my Redeemer liveth. And will stand on the earth someday. Job knew that a redeemer was coming. Moses said that there's going to be a deliverer like unto me, like unto your brethren, who's going to come one day. David in the second Psalm, he said this, I will declare to the decree, the Lord has said unto me, yet have I, uh, the Lord has said unto me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And when you think about the only begotten son of God, no, he was eternally God. He was always God, but there is a day, I don't know how you mark a day in eternity, but there is a day in eternity where it was determined that the second person of Godhead is going to become the Son. He's going to put on human flesh. He's going to be born of a virgin. He's going to die, and he's going to take away the sin of the world. His blood was going to be accepted. Daniel, in Daniel 9.25, Daniel said this, Know therefore and understand that from going forth of the commandment to the restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. Daniel knew a Messiah was coming. Isaiah knew a Messiah was coming. Micah knew a Messiah was coming. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. Isaiah 9 said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Listen, this morning for 4,000 years, the world in Israel waited for the Messiah. Acts chapter 3, verse 24 and 25. Peter said this while he was preaching, Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. For 4,000 years, they waited for the Messiah. It was hard waiting a month for Christmas. Could you imagine waiting 4,000 years for the Redeemer to come? Sadly, many weren't watching. Sadly, many weren't waiting. Many didn't even notice. But in our text this morning, one man was. Would you notice this here? In verse 25 of Luke chapter 2, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was a was upon him. All we know about this man is his name was Simeon. God declared that he was just. He was born again. He had put his faith and trust in the, in the word of God. He believed God. And notice here, he says secondly about him, he is not only just, but he's devout. He is a man who reverences God. 
He believes Him. He reverences Him. Watch this. It doesn't say if He's a priest. It doesn't say if He's a Pharisee. It doesn't say if He's a Sadducee. It doesn't say if He's a scribe. The only thing we know about Him, He's probably none of those things. The only thing that we know about Him is that He was a just man. He was a saved man. He was a devout man. The Holy Spirit of God was upon Him. And He was waiting for the coming of the Messiah. He was watching. He was waiting. Watch this. He was living in anticipation of the coming. Why is this? We're going to see here in a second. Can I tell you this is why so many miss what God is doing? Because they're not watching for Him. They're not waiting for Him to do anything. They're not watching for God to do anything. And they're not walking in the Spirit a lot of the times. They, they, they miss it over and over. Hey, listen, the, the, the majority of Israel at this time has missed this. And all we see is this one man, Simeon, who was waiting for the Messiah. The Bible says here in verse 26, look what it says. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So th- this Simeon knew this. <clears throat> he knew that he would not die before the Messiah was born. You talk about anticipation. He knew it was coming in his lifetime. Does, didn't he? I mean, think about this. We think we're living in the end. We know we're living in the last days. And the last of the last of the last days. And listen, we live in a hopeful expectation that we're going to see him uh, as he is. That we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ coming to catch away the saints of God. We live in hopeful expectation, watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's anticipation to that. And there's anticipation here in the life of Simeon, who he knew, watch, that he was going to see the Messiah. He said, I'm going to see him. Why? The Holy Ghost told me. I didn't know how, he old, how old he was when the Holy Spirit told him. But the moment he found out, you, you listen, the countdown started. Let's say he was told at 20. 30 came. Not yet. 40 came. It's getting closer. How do you know it's getting closer? Well, I'm getting older. <laughs> 50 came. Not yet. Oh, it's getting closer. I don't know how old he is here. I'll just say 60 because that's ancient. 60, not really. But anyways, 60 came. And Brother Jim's like, wait a minute. I'm going to get beat up. I'll need you a little later. No. Uh, 60 came. Hey, he's, listen, he's close. <laughs> he is close. He, he, I, in this day and age, I, I mean, they're not living very far. I mean, we're going to see, we're not going to look at it today, but Anna was 80 some years old and she was called very old, right? Uh, sorry, Brother Chuck, you, you beat her too. <clears throat> and listen, I mean, it was, it was getting closer. The anticipation had to be building. He was going to see the Messiah before he died. Yeah. Could you imagine the hope that swirled around his life as the older he got? Could you imagine the anticipation that built up? <clears throat> Not like waiting for a birthday present. Not like, like waiting for a Christmas present. He knew he was going to see God's Messiah face to face before he died. Simeon's anticipation, watch this. Hey, it was, listen, it was not for a beautifully wrapped package containing some object that he wanted. 
Simeon's anticipation was for a person. <laughs> it was for the Messiah. It was for Jesus Christ. No, not wrapped in beautiful garments, but wrapped in swaddling clothes. It, no, it was, he wasn't born in a palace, but me, most likely born in some cave where they kept the animals. No, he wasn't born with a grand coronation. He was born in total obscurity. No, he, he wasn't, it wasn't about bringing gifts, but he was the gift. He was hidden away. He was in a ugly wrappings. He was in a smelly surroundings. Boy, I tell you, it reminds me of the song that says, what a strange way to save the world. Man, isn't it? This is what Simeon was waiting for. Not a package, not a gift. He was waiting for the gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 27. And he came by spirit into the temple. And when the what, what happened? He was doing his business one day. He was just going about life. And the spirit of God said, it's time. He's here. Get up to the temple. And he goes up to the temple, came by spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he up in his arms and blessed God. Could you imagine Joseph and Mary standing there? This guy comes up and says, give me him. I'm Simeon, give me him. All right, that Brian, that's great. He lifts him up, begins to pray to God. Look at this. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. You know what you see here in Simeon's life? You see it. You see anticipation. You see consummation. It came to pass just as God said. Thirdly, you see satisfaction. Let me die. I'm good. I love it. Satisfaction. Can I tell you, when you get Jesus, you get the greatest gift there is? Let me try that again. When you get Jesus, because I think you believe this. When you get Jesus, you get the greatest gift there is. Amen. Hey, when you get Jesus, there's nothing else you need. Yeah. Amen. When you receive the gift, I'm telling you, there's no other gift that measures up to the day that you got that gift. Why? Because Jesus satisfies. He satisfies. Yeah. Anticipation. Consummation. Satisfaction. Really, you see that pattern in every life of every born-again believer. Have you been born again today? Do you remember the day that you came to Christ? Amen. Amen. Let me ask you something this morning. We're talking about anticipation. We're talking about how Simeon lived his life, anticipating, waiting, waiting for the consummation of what God said was going to come to pass waiting to see the Messiah with his own eyes. You're born again here this morning. You're a child of God. Do you still live with anticipation? Is the wonder of Jesus like that in your life still? Or is it like a Christmas gift from about 15 years ago that you don't even remember you got? Oh, would you look at that? 
One thing, hey, can I tell you just a side note? One thing with moving and buying and selling houses and moving a lot, when you finally get to your storage unit and get your boxes open, it's like Christmas all over again. It saves you a lot of money. It really does. Just, just to help you out there. Do you live, hey, do you live in anticipation? Do you live with the expectation? Do you live with a desire? Do you live with a longing? Do you live with a hope on a day-to-day basis in your relationship with Jesus Christ? What do you mean? Hey, do you wake up every morning longing for the Word of God? Do you, do you live your life? Do you, do you live your life in anticipation and expectation of meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer on a day to day basis? Do you live your life in a life of anticipation and hope and desire and longing when it comes time to go to the house of God? When it comes time to, do you remember the days of preparing on Saturday nights when you, when things seemed like the world stopped and got ready to come to the house of God on Sunday and meet with God and it was the Lord's day? not the Lord's hour. It was the Lord's day, not the Lord's, you know, 45 minutes. I'm telling you, it's getting to be a really, it's getting to be the Lord's drive-by anymore, right? I'm telling you, no, but there was a day when people expected and they lived with anticipation and with desire and longing and hope and every day of their life and their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. But sometimes it goes away, doesn't it? And before you know it, watch, you're living like all of Israel and not like Simeon. Do you not think we have any less promises than Simeon has? Most of the religious crowd knew the Messiah was coming. They just weren't looking for him. Which leads leads me to bring this up. Do you know that we're still looking for something else, friend? If you're born again and you have found satisfaction in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're looking for Him to come again. In so manner, as you've seen Him go up, He's coming again, right? Amen. He is coming back. Are you living every day with the expectation of the return of Jesus Christ? Are you looking for Him? You know, we're told in the Word of God, that there's going to be those that are going to come out and say, well, where is the promise of His return? Where is it? Do you know how many many people today uh, are changing their position on end times, on eschatology, just because we're so far in time right now? They're thinking, well, maybe maybe it's some way else. Maybe it's a different. Maybe those predators to write, and Jesus already came, 70 A.D. You heard me say it not too long ago, didn't you? If he's ruling now, he's doing a terrible job. Because <laughs> things are not looking real hot right now. I know this, when he does reign, it's not going to look anything like this. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so good, he's going to have to let Satan loose so he can see the hearts of those who are serving, right, who are serving out of, because they want to, but not out of a heart, and their heart's going to be revealed again. It's going to be, boy, he's going to rule that well. It's going to look great. Expectation. Do you know, listen, if you're living a life of expectation, expecting the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, looking for Him on a daily basis with a hope and a desire and expectation and a longing, if we're living our life like a Simeon, waiting for Him to come the second time, do you know you're going to live in anticipation in your Bible reading? 
and in your prayer life and in your church attendance and in your soul winning. It's going it's to affect it. It is. It has to. It has to. Anticipation. It's what I love about Christmas. The anticipation of the promise of God. Listen, friend, he's coming again. Amen. He's coming again. Are you living in anticipation? Are you living in anticipation on a daily basis? Do you notice what it said about Simeon? Not only was he just, but he was devout. He lived every day in anticipation in his walk with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. The rest of Israel wasn't. Right? See, the difference between Simeon and the Pharisees was that he recognized the Messiah and received him. I dare say that the Pharisees and the religious crowd recognized the Messiah and they rejected him. They didn't want him. You see this morning as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, may God help us to live a life of anticipation like Simeon, who waited for the consolation of Israel. Just, devout. Just living on a day-to-day basis in expectation, excitement. Wouldn't it be good if you got up in the morning just with that anticipation and excitement to meet the Lord in your Bible reading? Yeah. Might have been there before. Maybe it's not there right now. Maybe it was there in the past and it used to be. Couldn't wait to get up. Maybe it's waned. Yeah. What happened? in your prayer life? You were living in a, in a stage of expectation and excitement in your prayer life, waiting to see how God was going to answer, waiting to see what He was going to do, waiting to see how, he's going to, how this was going to turn out and that was turned out. What happened? Well, He didn't answer like I wanted. <laughs> well, thank Him. Because <laughs> I think He knows better than us. Is the church, listen, is assembling with the body, is it boring? Is it just like, here we go. (laughs) Anticipation. Anticipation. May God help us to live a daily life with the anticipation of that closeness and that oneness and that fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ that we have been promised and is available for us. Father, as we look forward to celebrating the birth of Jesus, I'd ask you to help us to live a life of anticipation, of joy, of excitement, of longing, of desire. On a daily basis, You have come. You've been born. You've been born into this world and because you have risen and risen in us, we've been born again into the family of God and we have that relationship with you. 
And just as Simeon longed to see the Lord Jesus, Father, would you help us to get our eyes off the chaos of this world. We still have to live in it, yes. But Lord, may we keep our eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that we might live a day-to-day life of anticipation, of, of expectation, of desire and hope with the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you help us to do that? Well, thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning? The invitation is open. The instrument is playing. I just want to ask you a question. As your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ has become dead and boring, has become lifeless, has become a drudgery, yeah. maybe you've become distracted with the world and you've missed His presence on a daily basis. Could I encourage you this morning, encourage all of us this morning, that we take our eye off the temporal, as Simeon did, and turn him back upon the Lord Jesus Christ. If you keep your eyes on Jesus today, you know what you'll find? You'll, you'll find satisfaction. Amen. You'll find satisfaction. But you'll find yourself living on a day-to-day basis, longing for His presence, desiring to be close to Him, wanting always to be near Whatever has distracted you and got you off. Would you acknowledge it today and put it aside? So many things that Satan sends to us that don't draw us closer to the, to the, to the Lord. They're just, it's, it's, it's like bait. I don't know if you've ever watched a fish. They'll get that plastic worm sometimes and they'll spit it out. Pah! They know it's not real. The smart ones. (laughs) So often Satan sends us so much bait that we need to spit out of our mouth quickly. Quickly. If it sits there too long and you run along with that thing hanging in your mouth long enough, well, that hook's going to get set and he's going to get, oh, he's going to get you. Man, does that hurt. Whatever has taken your attention from the Lord, would you acknowledge it this morning and set it aside and turn your eyes back on the Lord? Let's be dismissed in a word of prayer this morning. We have uh, discipleships tonight at 5 o'clock. We'll be looking forward to that. And uh, I believe tonight is on the Word of God, on the Bible. And that's, that'll be a good one. A lot, of, a lot of opinions about that one. So we'll be uh, looking at that tonight.
And uh, so that's at 5 o'clock. And then tonight, see you at 6 o'clock. Um, in your bulletin, you noticed it, it happened quickly because they're just coming through, through a, for a sh- short period of time.